Coming to you from independent remote quarantine locations with me tonight are my co-host, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. Hello. And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 327. Is that right? 327? How are 327. we? 327. Feel pretty good. Pretty good. Uh... Rowdy, just before we went on air and I said save it for the pod, you were telling us of the heavy weight, the heavy burden you're forced to carry, which is watching all of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It's... (laughs) Good God. (laughs) Not an easy task. 176 episodes over seven seasons. (laughs) Was it on that long? Uh, Yeah. Jeez. I'm I'm, I'm skipping around a little bit. (laughs) If it's like, we hey, we're going to go back in time in the holodeck and play detectives, nah. I see, I like holodeck episodes. Well, although I'd never watch Deep Space Nine. Oh, you never, you never would watch Deep Space Nine, or you never have watched Deep Space Nine? Uh, probably both. It's <laughs> okay. the most so the, action-packed. So the answer is yes. It's the most action-packed of the Star Trek, the older Star Trek series, and uh. it's... It's the only one that had, like, kind of continuous threads throughout. Uh-huh. Like, so, what? oh, because of their, uh, the, the they're edge a, of the wormhole? They're having a war. It's a, it's a war story, yeah, by the wormhole. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm in season seven. I'm, I'm getting into it, so we're, we're almost there. Well, are you in season seven, though? Yeah. Well, but are you, if you're skipping around. I know, that's not very, you got to be disciplined about these kinds of things. No, I just skip, if the episode looks dumb, I'm like, I just hop to the next one. Like literally the thumbnail looks dumb or you read the description? I'll read the description What about the wiki? Do you just hit the wiki? No. Yeah, you could hit the wiki. See, then, but uh, then are you watching the entire show? Would you yeah. say at the end that you've... Yeah, you've... I did that with the X-Files, too. I had... There was some website that was like, here's the oh, here's dude. the best X-Files episodes. And so I watched those, and I was like, yeah, I got a pretty good idea of this series. And that still seemed to take forever. The, there are some enjoyable. X-Files episodes that still stick with me to oh, this yeah. day. Yeah. That inbreeding family episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, or the... Oh, my, or the, oh my uh, God, dude. Tapeworm guy. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hides in toilets. The, the smoker. Yeah. What, Remember that so day. when you had the the website that talks about which X-Files to watch, was it basically these are the X-Files you need to watch to get the the through line, kind of take so away the, the procedural That's the best part. The they gave you part of it. They gave you those. It was like here's the ones to watch to follow the to get the full story. Mhm. And to, then to find the, the truth like, that is out there. Yes, That's and right. then and then of the monster of the week episodes, these are the best ones. Oh, so it was great. Interesting. Yeah. Now, this is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, poor uh, big city though. Uh, I was thinking about him because uh, he is he and he and the wife, I guess, are watching Grey's Anatomy. Oh, great show. Which. Uh, oh my God, that's like eighteen or nineteen years, isn't it? There were let's 18 see seasons. Is it still on or is it over now? 
420 episodes <laughs> nice. through the night through the 19th season and yeah. I think they just started the Jeez. 20th season yeah it's that's a, that's season. too much yeah it's too much there are kids and I, I say this a lot there are kids graduating high school the class of 2024 yeah has never lived in a world without Grey's Anatomy that's how long that's that show's insane. been on yeah I mean that's that's crazy they're gonna be dry. They they grew up with Grey's Anatomy, just like we've grown I've up. Never with. seen an episode. Oh, well. I didn't even know that Grey was uh, the doctor's name until like three years ago. Doctor Meredith Grey, yeah. Now, see, I I've, I saw. I feel like I saw Grey's Anatomy when it was called ER. <laughs> ER was a much better show, much better really? show. Yeah, yeah. I did watch ER. And we've all watched Saint Elsewhere at this point, right? <laughs> no, I have not. You never watched Saint Elsewhere? No. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. That's the one that connects to all the different Tommy Westfall, Tommy yeah. Westfall universe. Yeah, I mean, oh, you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Once you got to watch Saint Elsewhere so you know how all these other shows even exist inside Tommy's mind. I mean, inside Tommy's autistic mind. Yeah, it's mm. great. <laughs> During the Pando, I watched. I went back and watched all the Roseannes. Oh, that's yeah. That has a new heart style ending. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. I I did rowdy it a little bit. Once it got to that, I remembered, <laughs> and I was like, mm, I can't do this. <laughs> like the last six or eight episodes, I was just like, mm, yeah. I'm, it's the same with yeah. the Office. Like that last season of the Office, like mm, I'm good. I'm choosing. It's kind of you. You put the series out of its misery. I'm choosing to remember this series. In yeah, its I'm good gonna times. end it where it should have ended. Yeah, you put it. You put it in hospice. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't have to worry about that last part. Uh, Rowdy, question for you. X Files. Yo. Did you watch the movies? Movies, yeah. plural. Uh huh. I okay. never watched the movies. Really? I never watched the first movie, but when we worked at Blockbuster together, Blockbuster Video. Uh, home, home of a thousand movies. What did they say? Or how home of a million titles? Something like that. Uh, yeah, uh, I used to tell people how great it was. Never watched it. Yeah. Reed, what was your favorite movie to tell people it was great, having never seen it? Um, man, probably some of those like cop comedies. Oh yeah, like the Martin Lawrence vehicles or something like that. It's like, oh yeah, dude, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't so, watch good. That. <laughs> so good, so <laughs> good. You know, you know how yeah. many ep- you know how many uh, copies of Mercury Rising I moved. Bruce oh Willis, yeah, that was <laughs> having yeah. never seen it. Yeah, and and well, Titanic. And, I never saw Titanic. To this day, I've never seen Titanic. <laughs> You're like great movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, great movie. That one kind of sells itself though. What was oh, the other? There was Labyrinth, The Cube. You remember cube, the cube? Uh, the cube was awesome. That's a yeah. gr- that highly recommended. That's a good. That's a wild <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah, uh, there was quite a few on that back wall, the new release wall where you'd have like two hundred copies. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, great movie, great movie. You can always tell uh, it actually wasn't when like two weeks after it's released, we're like selling. They're all half for the sale. Yeah. yeah. That happened to a lot of like good movies though, like Requiem for a Dream, I feel like that happened to and like it just didn't catch on with the masses. It was more mm. like a cult thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but oh, Blockbuster. Yeah. No, I was just trying to get everybody to watch Amadeus basically. <laughs> yeah. 
So they were in the new releases. You're like, you're in the wrong section. Yeah. Let me let me show you over here to this 1984 Oscar Let me take you to this 1980s release that swept the Oscars. That is absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. And then let's fast forward to 1994 and talk about Kevin Costner mm-hmm. and Dances with Wolves. Uh-huh. And then it's just a short skip and a hop to Legends of the Fall. Yeah, same movie. Same Basically. universe. Yeah. yeah just the lacking Anthony Colonel Hopkins Ludlow. Universe. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, real, real firecracker that guy. Uh, anything else going on this week? Well, no, I just wanted to give just one before we move on. I just yeah. wanted to give one quick update on the uh, Star Star Trek Deep Space Nine and the X Files are both connected to the Tommy Westfall universe, according to a an infographic I found. Oh, yeah, that, it, that's the best one. That's the best infographic. Yeah, aren't the, isn't the at. whole thing seen elsewhere? Seen elsewhere, it's a connection to Homicide Life on the Street, which then connects to X-Files. Um, Is that the one that has the, like, 300 pages of explanation on how they're all connected? This is just a... Th- well, this is just a graphic, so just it's the just... Blocks. Just the just circles, circles and lines. Mm. So, and then to get to Star Trek, you go through St. Elsewhere to Cheers, to Frasier, to the John Lamouette show, to Star Trek, to Next Generation, to Deep Space Nine. Um, okay. Rowdy. I and know Webster we... branches off of Star Trek The Next Generation 2. Webster? <laughs> I don't know how. Webster. And Knight Rider branches off uh, Star Trek. That makes sense, talking computer. <laughs> That's not yeah, exactly yeah, how the go. Tommy Westfall yeah. universe works, but <laughs> yes, that is correct. Uh, there is a page that you can go to where you can actually click not you don't just see it visually but you could click and they'll tell you which episodes connect it's interactive hmm. yeah yeah it's it's quite expansive um so if you don't know about the tommy westfall universe get out there do you do your own research yeah oh gray's anatomy too it's of all course. connected yeah for because uh i think they talk about the they probably talk about the hospitals well you go Let's see. From Grey's Anatomy, if we backtrack, it's Grey's Anatomy to Zero Hour to White Collar to Pretender. That was a great show. To Flipper, Fringe. Oh, Pretender, yeah. Castle, Blue Bloods. True Calling to Law and Order to Beat to Oz to St. Elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Oh, I watched Oz. Yeah, that was a good show, too. So when we had There's a, big, a lot of good shows, when we guys. Had a big thunderstorm. This isn't one of them. We got HBO. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this one is, is is off to a slow start. That's for sure. I want one more update, and then we can go to the other part. Oh of yeah, the show. okay. The curse. Where are we at? Rowdy, how are your powers? What curse? Still high. The curse you placed. The hex you've placed upon Reed. Let me ask like, you this. I feel like it's waning. Feel like Did the lions a- win? Yeah, the Lions see, did win. Michigan and the uh, Rowdy is a Michigander. Uh-huh. That's what I'm getting Secret. from this. The Lions Let's, and UM. Yeah. Hey, where did you go that you touched the rock from the? It, where didn't didn't you one of oh. steal the rock? Wasn't that in Michigan? 
Wait, are you, the vortex? The vortex. You talking about the vortex? Oh, with yeah. the vortex. I, I ate part of the vortex tree. Oh my god! Here it is. <laughs> this is it. In the UP. God, it's incredible. In where? Okay. In the UP, right? It was in the UP, so I was in Michigan, and I did stand in a vortex, and was like, "Hey, I'll try eating part of this tree." And he connected that vortex to the vortex at both Mounds and Camp Chesterfield. And, uh-huh. and we were right by, I mean, we were literally, that was on the peninsula jutting out into Lake Superior, uh-huh. which uh, Hardball is took all of the where, where the Edmund Fitzgerald yep. went down. Uh-huh. So we get back yeah. to Harbaugh, we get back to Michigan Connect. Okay, that's it's how all you, coming together. That's how you became the lake. Yeah, I've got that lake mindset, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of, hey, we probably there, get into some what, sports. There, I was thinking about this today. There's, yeah. a, there's a Jordan Peele, uh, the comedian slash director slash yeah. slash slash. Auteur. Auteur. There's a, he has a quote that, that the difference between comedy and horror is the music. Mm. Or maybe he quoted somebody else, but he, I heard this. And I was thinking about you, Rowdy, and it's like, the difference between uh, <laughs> taking what you say, uh, how you take it, is it's, it's just it's something about, you're the music. You, the way you frame things, it's like... That's beautiful. This, this, could, be, this could be the worst thing you've ever heard yep. somebody say. But it's the way the way it's delivered. It's it just, the way I deliver it. Oh, that's yeah. I don't yeah. know how to take that. With I'm gonna take sin- that as a compliment. The, the sincerity in which you yeah. you deliver the information you provide. It just yeah. makes it seem like oh this isn't this isn't as bad as I thought it was. Cause this beautiful <laughs> man said it to me. Tell that to HR. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Perfect example. (laughs) HR never has a sense of humor. (laughs) Well, anyway, yes, we are sports podcast. We should do that. Hey, Rowdy, how about some sports? How about it? Hey, uh, did you guys know that uh, Alabama named a new coach? Yes, within 72 hours. New late guy. 49 hours. Congratulations. How are we feeling about this? It was a long agonizing, painful 48 hours. But I feel pretty good. Hired Kalen DeVore out of Washington, University of Washington. Coach of the year. AP Coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, colleagues of ours. Yeah. yeah, AP colleagues of ours. Yeah. Um, I feel pretty good about it. Uh, there was I've, there were two or three guys that I thought would have been awesome. We talked about this last week. Kirby. Yeah, Kirby. I knew Kirby and Sark were off the table. I'd have taken either one of them. I I like Dan Lanning at Oregon. Um, DeBoer, I did, took his name off, off the list. Yeah, he was stay. I still haven't been able to find whether or not there was even an uh, offer. I'm sure there was an inquiry, but whether or not mm. there was an offer, I don't know. Um, but no, I'm excited. I think it's going to be real different. He's an offensive guy. Um, and currently, we don't really have a defense because we have 29, 27 players in the portal. Now, a couple of those are quarterbacks and, like, uh, old boy from no- that went to play l- lacrosse at Notre Dame and everything. A couple of those, a couple three, I think, happened before Saban even retired. But we lost the uh, best freshman in Alabama football history today, Caleb Downs, 107 tackles, uh, school record as a freshman. 
uh, and probably the best safety in, in football. We lost a five-star offensive lineman, but we got rid of our center who likes to bowl. He's going to be bowling for the poison nuts now. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're thinking on that one, but um, it's going to be different. I still think nine wins this so season. So DeBoer comes in having won basically everywhere, everywhere. he's ever been. 104-12 and 12 record. He's an NAIA. He's been to the NAIA Two-time. playoffs Won it, won three championships there, and we can claim him as a Hoosier. He Correct. is a Hoosier in tw- in 2019. He was a lot of a, Hoosiers in the, Tuscaloosa now. The OC, the ex- yep, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, he brought in uh, Womack from Alabama State, from South Alabama, he, South Alabama. Yeah, yep. Mobile, uh, and then homeboy from in. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the DC defensive coordinator so, so we got Maction and Sunbelt coming into T-Town <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, turned around a Fres- or a Washington team in two years to take them all the way like we said yeah I think they were four and eight the year before he got there yeah something like that but turned down by Dan Lanning at Oregon turned down by Steve Sarkey well we don't know allegedly I'm just gonna I'm gonna say turned down yeah. as in they uh, by Steve Sarkeesian out of Texas and turned down by Mike Norvell from Florida State. I don't, yeah, I, but I don't think that was ever real. I was hoping that All, was never real. Also, Dabo went ahead and told them he wasn't interested in dancing. Not that he ever got an invitation. I but, sure hope you know. he didn't. Yeah. He called them and said, hey, just so you know, yeah. I'm not going to take this. And they laughed and hung up. And they were like, just so you know, we didn't offer it <laughs> yeah. to you. So, uh, but all three of those coaches, not Dab- Dabo excluded, of those three coaches, they all got raises. They're Jimmy, all... Jimmy Sexton is the Michael Jordan of agents. Yeah, the... Jimmy Sexton, the agent, rec- uh, he represents all four of the coaches that we were talking about. DeBoer. And DeBoer only like three months ago, I think he signed with yeah. DeBoer. So all four of those guys, Jimmy Sexton walks into the room and walks out of that room a, what, eight, ten million dollars richer? Yeah, I saw the breakdown of it, and I can't remember. I think DeBoer's getting somewhere near 11. Uh, I think Sark got another million and a half or two million. Norvell got the, about the same. Um, and Lan- yeah. Lan- I think Lanning got more. Six years, forty-five million. Yeah, yeah, yep. And then, yeah. So they all got raises, and he. Well, that's got why his, it took so long. He got. It was all Jimmy Sexton, because he was he like, was "I'm, tra- I'm going to parlay this into." And he's Saban's agent. If we forgot to mention that, so I'm. He he parlayed that. I mean, there was a Twitter video of him walking into the Alabama uh, complex. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Just like they filmed Saban walking in or whatever. It's like, here comes oh, Jimmy yeah. Sexton, you know. Yeah. He's a big meatball of a dude, too, huh? But, um, <laughs> yeah. It, that What is happening in college football is going to be very interesting to watch over the next few years because these teams that are losing their coaches are getting looted. 
and there's more to come. Um, and it's just like, I mean, we lost one top five receiver re- in recruits to Sark and a Lamborghini. Uh, I just saw another kid got a Lamborghini at Ole Miss. I, I believe it's pronounced Lamborghini. 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 Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of wild. Um, what? What do you mean? What do you mean wild? Well, just what's wild? Basically, not completely year-round, but all unrestricted free agency. I yeah. just think that from year to like, I think the back-to-back. Who's done it? Georgia, Nebraska, Alabama. Like that is not gonna. I don't think that happens anymore. I think that's gonna be. Mm. Uh, a dinosaur now because the college teams were different year to year as it was because of graduation mm-hmm. and age outs and all that but now it's it's crazy like the guys are just hopping all over the place yeah as they should hey well, I mean, they're, they're free to do it but it's just change <laughs> it's going to change like you i don't i don't think you're going to have the parody is going to spread out. You're not going to have the powerhouses anymore. A, a, a select few. What was, uh, I mean, what it come down to in the 10 years, was it 10 years of the college playoff? There were like nine different teams or something. I mean, it wasn't that many. Oh, total? Yeah. yeah you know, I, I mean, Washington was in twice, Ohio State in two or three times, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson. You know, Oregon, TC, Auburn, TCU, TCU was a one-off. Michigan State was a one-off. But, yeah. Florida State. I mean, not a ton, you know. And now, I think, I mean, they got five-star, four-star recruits from Alabama transferring to Tulane. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, I. but I also think part of all of the movement is happening because the coaches have been have freely moved, regardless of what their contract says. So Right. Well, that's uh, the 30-day window. The example... In, well, in the example of, like, Isaiah Bond from Alabama going to Texas. Sar- Sark Sarkeesian recruited him. Recruited him, right. right. So now they can actually follow the coaches. Right. A lot's, it's not just an NIL thing. It's not just a portal thing. A lot's changed where if a coach leaves or gets fired, you can reopen. 30 um, days, yep. You, yeah, you're recruiting. So there's just a lot of different – there's a lot of changes that have happened over the past four or five years that have allowed players to more less than that sorry student athletes ability to move around more than they used to without the without the penalty of sitting out sitting out a year right right and the other thing is the covid year because right you've got guys still on the COVID years now yeah some some even trying to go for seventh years because one, they can still play. Two, they're now making money if they stay. Right. And three, they lost a year because of COVID. So right. they're just like they're just sticking around. Guys aren't gonna even if they're only making fifty thousand dollars, they're not gonna make fifty thousand dollars playing football anywhere else. So why not stick around and try it for another year? You're probably getting the house paid for too. Like right, whatever you're, whatever you're living. I it'll be is. it'll be interesting to see if uh, DeBoer or should I say DeBoro, as they say on the Fine Bomb Show. Well, that coach DeBora, uh, but 
Alabama, under Saban, this is what I always read, whether it's real or not, they didn't give anybody any money to come to Alabama. They basically presented them with what they could get them once they signed. So, the, and um, hmm. I think other, like Texas and Ole Miss and stuff are getting them, lam- leasing them Lambos and stuff like that. It'll be interesting if Alabama maintains that or if DeBoer is just hmm. like, hey, you know, play the that's game. some Dabo Sweeney BS. Let's do it, you know. So, hmm. yeah. Wait, so what, what, how do you think that's, how are these two things different, I guess? Saying, if you sign, this is what you can get. Versus what? I don't. I guess I don't see a distinction. Well, they they weren't. They, it basically the way I understand it is it was like some schools were basically giving pre-signing bonuses in essence. Like they would commit, and then they get at least a Lambo, but they're not signed necessarily. Um, I have never really understood what the distinction not, was, but I ca- I've read it over and over again, but it's never been very well explained. But that's how I've interpreted it. Yeah, I don't know how that can be. I don't. I like get, basically, yeah, I they're not promising you a certain number. They're going to facilitate you getting what whatever you can get, as much as you can get from however okay. they're doing it, commercials or gotcha. whatever they're doing. Well, yeah, I guess maybe they're just saying, like, what was it, Utah that had all the Dodge trucks? Yeah, yep. To say everybody gets one, yeah. so you show up and you get one. Or, you know, everybody who signs here, this is the dealership we go to. Right. They just or did that at Utah for, like, the volleyball team or something recently I, I saw. Well, hmm. they can't sell Dodge trucks. Exactly, so dude. That dealer. They have that, all that, these things. That U- Utah Ute alum that has a Dodge dealership is doing some <laughs> write-offs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he's doing. Oh yeah, dude. It's a depreciate. It's a depreciating asset. You mean now. I can, can move? Write it off. I can move a hundred and five of these things today? Okay. <laughs> yeah, get them off my lot so I can get new ones that yeah. might sell because my twenty twenty twos are right. rotting on the lot right. with like and my with, son just uh, happens to own his own uh auto wrap business so we'll run them all yeah. through there <laughs> what what a surprise yeah. i'm shocked i'm shocked yeah. i am interested to see and this is not in a this is not an alabama podcast but i am interested to see i mean first off saban has changed the profile of the kind of coach that alabama can get now because, like we've talked about, between Bear and Saban, it was... Gene Stallings. It was... That's it. Yeah. In but that Gene 30 Stallings years or whatever. But he wasn't that good. He just won one championship right. in 92. Right. Like, his overall He didn't have a culture or a, a era, for sure. Yeah. Ray, so, they got Ray Perkins right afterwards, yep. who was actually from Petal, Mississippi, which is near Hattiesburg. Hmm. He ended his career after uh, after coaching at Alabama. He ended his career uh, as an Oak Grove High School football go. coach, which is where uh, my wife went to high school for the first oh, year. Oh, really? Huh. In Hattiesburg, yeah. And then they, and then they had uh, Bill Curry who was, I think, at Georgia Tech as a head coach, which this was back when Georgia Tech was good all the every year. Yeah, they're even in the uh, Alabama fight song. 
Georgia Tech. Uh, Gene, and then you had Gene Stallings. One, but I think his overall. How long was he was there? Like six years. Yeah. Yeah, he was not there long. That's when I remember. Um, like, yeah. Yeah, and then and he had some infractions. What was that? Eighty-five. No, ninety to ninety-six. Oh. Mike Du Bois was there. Uh, he left in 2000, and then Dennis Fran- Francione. Francione, oh, Francione. Yeah, the last guy who Ugh. came with a from a purple team, and he left in the in the still of the night to go to Texas A and M. Yep, left you high and dry. This one I I did not remember. So Mike Shula came after that, but there is one stop. Do you remember Mike Price? Mike Price was hired in 2002 after Francione left. He he was the head coach at Washington State. Never coached a game because in 2003 he was fired uh, because he was in Pensacola, Florida for a golf tournament and was seen and photographed at a strip club. Oh. Oh. Also, was hmm. someone, some woman in his room, oh. unnamed woman, charged a thousand dollars to his hotel room, which obviously went back to the University of Alabama. Well, this is a real Auburn then, play here. Uh, yeah, and then uh, <laughs> this was after in April he was uh, reprimanded and uh, again photographed visiting uh, campus bars in Tuscaloosa and shutting them down with the students. So he sounds like a good time, but yeah, yeah he never coached a <laughs> game. And then he had Mike Shula. Out. Yeah, and then he Mike Shula, short notice, but he was the quarterbacks coach of the Dolphins before that. Mm-hmm. So you went from that guy, and he had, I think he signed an extension at one point. So he was there for like six years. He was there for a minute, and then Something where did, like he, that, he came so. from the Dolphins, and then their next coach came from the Dolphins. Yeah, but it worked out better the second time. It did. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Saban, Alabama's always been a blue chip program, but they were in some dark times there for a oh, while. Oh, they've they are like where Nebraska is now, or like oh, that's something a good, like you know, yeah, that's like a good comparison. Yeah, they oh they had some dark times, no doubt. Yeah, I don't so I don't uh, anticipate it getting that dark. I hope not, man. I hope that for you. I don't care if they uh, uh, if it gets style if it gets plane, but I don't know what the leash is on DeBoer, like what the tolerance is going to be. But he did get asked in his opening presser. A reporter told him that the student she hears that the student body has given him three games <laughs> to prove himself, and he goes, "Did you say okay. three? I'm surprised it's that many." And I thought. That's pretty good. That's pretty. I okay. mean, you know okay. where you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty so uh, We we talked about this on chat, but I think this twelve. We, the problem is he's replacing a legend, right? And he, he's coming into a season that is brand new with the twelve team right. playoff. And I think that the twelve team playoff is really gonna fi- like get a lot of good coaches fired if they don't make it. If they if they don't make it, or worse, they make it, but then they get bounced. Yeah. So if you guys get bounced if you have early, like, I think, 
I think it'll happen. I think it could happen to Kiffin this year. Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Yeah. If he goes eleven and one, but they don't win their side of the SEC, he gets into the tournament. Doesn't have a first round bye because only the top four conference champions get a bye. Right. Gets bounced in the first. He could get fired. Yeah. Going eleven and two and going to the tournament. That's now, that, but that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Right. But I th- I could see that. that I could see that a good for a point. lot I, of yeah. programs. Yeah. Uh, that's assuming though that Lane Kiffin's at Ole Miss. I think Lane Kiffin could be at LSU. No, you've got this whole thing. And going. Brian, well, let's go to Brian the next Kelly thing. to Michigan. Write it down. <laughs> Timestamp it. Oh sure, I will. That's okay. <clears throat> Was so this Domino's fall? Yeah, the dominoes then fell. We've got a new coach, Jed Frisch, uh, yep. moving over from Arizona, having a really good season. And then Arizona hiring uh, the coach from San Jose State. Yeah, oh, yeah. Now, yep. the next domino to fall is going to be – well, now we have – uh, the next domino to fall is we're looking for what happens in Michigan, yep. possibly. Yeah, and then you think Michigan, Brian Kelly's going to go to Michigan, and then we've got an LSU opening. Correct. So the dominoes are already starting to fall. I, I don't know how this whole thing's going to shake out. Don't you out. think that kind of makes sense, though, Brian Kelly to Michigan? No. Oh, yeah. No, dude. it doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah. Back Wait, into from which back perspective? In, back into a region he knows. Yeah, Into the Big Ten, infinite budget, huge program. I mean... A better job part, than LSU for Brian Kelly. The, all Those parts make sense. What doesn't make sense to me is that he would leave LSU after two years. It was a weird hire to begin with. It was I don't super weird. I mean, there's the video is out of him faking... Uh, southern accent. Faking the southern accent. I don't know. What is he going to do? Like some sort of youper accent if he gets <laughs> yeah. hired in? Which he probably has because yeah. he's, he's coached... I forgot about that. He's been in South Bend so there. long. Yeah, he's coached there long enough. So uh, in that region twice before. Cincinnati That's as well. That's the so, That's his area. Right. But I just don't think... I just don't see him leaving after two seasons. Especially, yeah. Well, he, I don't see but if they don't team. win the national title next year, he's they're going to fire him. Could they could? But that's an and because he's in that same boat. That's LSU, and he's at LSU, coaches. and they are trigger happy. Right, they got this churn down. Yeah, the, like all these teams, the I don't know what you call them from, you know, the sixth t- best team to the twentieth best team that all have expectations. Yep that you should be competing for national championships every single year. Especially now, like you're saying, especially now that all you got to do is get in the 12. You got to get in the 12, and you in, if we've given you all this money. We've got, you've got all these NIL collectives that are providing you Super the revenue yeah. that you need to get the players that you allegedly want. You can go out and pick them mm-hmm. now, just like free agents. Mm-hmm. There's no salary cap. We gave you the players. We gave you all of the all of the facilities you wanted. Everything you said you needed, we gave you. Yeah, everything and he couldn't get at Notre Dame, they gave him. Yeah, right. And you could go again. You could go eleven and one, 
You could not make you could lose your side of the SEC, not go to the SEC championship, come in as a five seed, lose the first round, well probably like a seven seed, lose the first round, and you get fired. Yep. I think that's gonna happen. I'm I would be shocked if we don't have a ten or eleven win coach next year who made the playoffs lose their job. That's yeah, I think you I think you're right. So I think Kelly might be out of a job, not because he's bad at the job, but because the stand. What what is it? The Tomlin thing. The standard is the, the standard. The standard is the standard. <laughs> what a dumb saying. I love, it is what it I is. The Mike standard Tomlin. is the standard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see him? Would you see him walk oh, out yeah, of that dude. presser? Oh yeah. Mike Tomlin, one year left on his contract. Somebody asked him about his future. A fair question. Walked out. I mean, Walked. I know you just lost a game. Walked out as I know soon you just as lost she said game. the word "one." Mike, uh, Mike, <laughs> yeah. you have one year and out. And he's gone. Yeah. And he's out. Yep. Yep. But see, so see, Brian Kelly gets fired this year if he doesn't get the chip, win the chip, or he's in Michigan, and. They would not fire him they if give, he didn't win. They give him. They give for him two they reasons. Give him a one, year. He, yeah, they get. They'll give him a year, and two, they just got one, so right. they're satisfied for a little. Yeah, bit so now time. they have two and a half championships. Cute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two and a half. Yeah, nineteen sixty, the half of one in the nineties, wasn't it? And then ninety-seven, and then this one. And this one's not going to have be, happened in, in, yeah. in a few years. <laughs> yeah. That's the other right, interesting. What's next? What else One we more got? quick point. Allegedly, yeah. oh, in Harbaugh's uh, contract draft for Michigan, if he resigns with Michigan, he cannot be fired for any of the NCAA violations that might hit Michigan for all of the, these scandals. Right. That's like a bullet but, point in his uh, contract, uh, uh, draft hmm. contract. But let's not forget, he's innocent. Yeah, we're, we're so innocent. They're all innocent. Yeah, why does he need protection right. if you're innocent? Right. Hmm. Interesting. All hmm. right, what's next? Uh, headline just says, Pacers nab Siakam. Oh, Nailed I it. wondered how you were going to read that. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, no. Siakam. Yeah, Siakam. six-time All-Star. Is it Akam? I always say Akam. Siakam. Siakam. Yeah. We're closer potato, than Rowdy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is being traded from the Toronto Raptors, the birds, not the dinosaurs, to the Indiana Pacers for three, count them, three first-round picks, two 2024 first-round picks, and one 2026 first round picks, along with Bruce Brown, who the Pacers just signed this year from the uh, Nugs. I believe it was the Nugs. And Jordan Nuora. I hadn't heard so, the players. Yeah. And then there's also a third team uh, uh, Golden the, State. Who's it called? The Pelicans. They got. Oh. They traded a player to, and a second round pick to the Pacers. So I don't know where all the players and everybody are going to end up. Our our former players. Um, I also got a tweet or saw a tweet um, that the Pacers. It was or was it an Instagram post with a picture? It's like the Pacers have released James Johnson. 
<laughs> making room with a picture of him like walking down the court. I'm like, you can't like, <laughs> like thank you for your service yeah. or at least put like a hey you're a dunk shot on there or something. Yeah, always a pacer. Yeah, it's like it's him like walking <laughs> off the bench to give somebody else a high five. I'm like, dude, you're doing you're doing this kid dirty. Uh, it right is warm ups. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, and his street clothes. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's actually just a picture his mom provided. Yeah. It's his glamour yeah. shot. So, uh, Reed, I know it's January. You're coming off your. Uh, you, you've been looking at way too much the portal for way too days much. now. I've been portaling. I've been trying to get in that portal. <laughs> Understand the How, portal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You threw a rock in there. Yeah. How. How much are you following the NBA? I'm tuning. I'm starting to tune in a little bit. I've been watching where Chuck you and Shaq. At, where are you at with this trade? I know you're going to be. I know where you're already going to go. You're going to already go to. Well, they didn't get rid of Turner, Miles Turner. So, well, everything's wrong with the world. But where are you at? Yeah, with this trade? Tur- I mean Turner's been playing better. I still don't like him, but I th- I say go for it. I like it. I think this could put them in a mid mid to upper half of the Eastern Conference. You know, yeah. like they could be up there with Boston and who else? Milwaukee is up there, I think. And Yeah, Milwaukee, Boston, and Miami, and Philly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, go for it. And he's he's got to be as good, if not a better defensive player. He'll probably be the best defensive player on the team. Huh? You know? Yeah. What is he a like a four, a forward? Yeah. He's a. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Him and Halliburton. Yeah, I mean, he, I just like the Pacers making a move. Like, yeah. they've hit on the draft, so I think it's okay to trade away some of those picks because they've hit. They've already proven that they've hit on some of their picks with Halliburton. And, yeah. You know, so. And they and they made good trades with bringing Halliburton in from Sacramento, yeah. which when they got rid of Sabonis, that to me is one of like the best win-win trades ever. Like getting rid of Demata Sabonis and bringing in Halliburton, and like both sides getting better. Yep. Pretty even trade. Uh, I didn't I like thought, it at the time, but even, right, even yeah, trade. exactly. Yeah. I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah but. Uh, and then they were able to sign Halliburton. Siakam is making thirty-eight million dollars this year, I believe is what I read. Thirty-eight million dollars. Basketball money is crazy. Free agent at the end of this year, so he you can't give guarantees that you're going to re-sign with the team. But his agent said that he's excited to build, uh build a dynasty or build um, I like it. a team here in Indiana with Tyrese Halliburton. So I think they're going to try and re-sign him, which if they re-sign him, that's even better. I mean, then you've got four young guys yeah. in your starting lineup uh, that are all signed for the next, let's say, four years, right. whatever Siakam Now you can build for. something. Now you can actually build yeah. something. And you have Rick Carlisle, right. who's done it. Right. I like the trade. I, I hope do it too. works out. Re- Rowdy, how much have you been following this? I know you're kind of like our NBA insider most times. Most this is, um, this is where you shine. Yeah, huge gold swagger. 
Yeah, I don't know. What, what's the guy's name again? <laughs> Pastel Sidatum. Uh, Sidawokiyama. Yeah. Postal. Walaikum salam. Yeah. He likes what do you it. Think? He they, likes they, it. Not only that, he's he's a francophile. I think this is our year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, wait, you're looking I, up. You're looking I, up I, cliches. I, I, yeah. I think we just have to dig in and dig yep. deep. Here we go. Uh huh. You gotta want it. I hear the typing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, fine. I okay. I hear you. I hear you. Is Let's are the Pacers the your NBA thing. team, Rowdy? Ooh. Good oh, question. for okay. sure. Um, mainly because uh, I'm preparing a lawsuit oh, against them for the uh, ice skating rink where my wife broke her elbow. Here we go. Uh, is that where we go? Just we're going to trade for him, yeah. and he's going to break his leg in his first game in 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 uh, the Pacers mm-hmm. uniform. Rowdy's going to cool this Pacers deal, or it's going to fall apart <laughs> and gold in Golden State after him too. Golden State's going to get him. They were, for, yeah, yeah, they were. Rowdy, Go. Rowdy, you're a Laker. Yeah. You guys ready Rowdy, to talk about? You, you uh, could be a Lakers uh, fan. Yeah. <laughs> Do some damage yeah. over there. Although the, the none, <sighs> none needed this season so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys Let's, ready to talk on Crustables? Yeah. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens and their their un, unquenchable thirst for uncrustables, according to our our sources. I don't even know what to do with this story, but I feel like it needs to be mentioned. <laughs> they have eaten 7,500 Uncrustables this season. The, the Baltimore Ravens team eats between 30 and 60 Uncrustables per day. Per day. The entire team. And this is true? This is this true. Is on, this is from ESPN. It's, yes, but they were quoting the Baltimore uh, banner. Newspaper, okay. Thirty to sixty uncrustables a day, seventy five hundred in a season. What? First off, do you think these are just like do? Do you think that the Ravens have uncrustables sitting in like uh, their cafeteria? Uh, their cafeteria. They're probably just like. I out. just think they're. I just think they're. No, I just think they're sitting around in fish bowls like they're mints. You walk down the hall and instead of you grabbing a, a mint, some sort of sucking candy, you just grab it. Oh, uncrustable. like a nineteen seventies MLB clubhouse. Just not amphetamines. <laughs> Just not amphetamines. Not greenies. Yeah. Yes, exactly like that. Yeah, I guess they have they have a snack wall in in the hallway leading from the field to the locker room. And so that's filled with different goodies. Um, the Ravens, it, I, I found this Baltimore Banner article. The Ravens requested that the brand name of snacks not be used to avoid conflicts with marketing partners. Very savvy. Mm. That's why when I Googled Uncrustables and Ravens, nothing came up because that Baltimore banner did not include that. Um, but that's what they are, right? That's definitely what they are, yes. Uh, Uncrustables um, suck. They really do. Yeah, they are not good. I mean, we've, we have a peanut allergy in the house, so the, they... First time hearing about it. We don't have them in the house, but... We have the uh, we do have uncrustables in the freezer. What in the garage? Because oh, we give them to our other kid to make sure she's still getting 
peanut butter. Exposed to peanut the butter pro- from time to the time. The protein. Oh, so she'll eat, she'll eat Uncrustables every now. We'll send them like for a school lunch. Does and she and like, stuff like that? But uh, I think she's okay with them. Um, is that the easier? Do you do that because they're already sealed? So it's the easier yeah, it's way to sealed transport. up. Yeah, so we don't have to like use yeah spread the peanut butter cross does she have to use in the kitchen does she have to use like a bright orange lunch box on the days where she has uncrustables or like a biohazard sticker <laughs> yeah, exactly. on her yeah yeah no she has a red pea yeah. on her chest <laughs> so yeah put on your hester but. friend sweater <laughs> yeah, yeah I, but i've never had one so i oh, i don't trash, i mean well, go get one I, I did one. see we'll someone. <laughs> I did see someone in the comments of this. Uh, I guess I could go eat one, but um, I guess uh, I did hear someone say, "Take an uncrustable, dip it like in some, dip it in some batter, oh, fry and okay. then deep fry it." That and right. I, that sounds pretty great. The bread that is does, the problem I have. The bread is trash. But that yeah. sounds also dangerous. Why? Like, you're just... And I don't mean dangerous in the way of, like, a wet floor or, you know... A, gre- a, a grease fire. Or Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I'm just thinking, you're taking, like... How familiar are you guys with hot peanut butter? Yeah, molten peanut butter can be a problem. And then you're... And also... And also molten sticky the j- jelly. Jelly. Which is yeah. I like I like hot peanut butter. Do, do you think you put it in there in <laughs> the gel? Clip that, Geisen. Are you putting, sorry? Does it turn into like a like a hard candy? The jelly, when the sugar hits. Yeah, the it's probably oil? just plastic anyway. So what? I wonder no, what I it would it turn into. I think it probably just yeah, goose goose together. Oh yeah, do you uh, unwrap congeals. it? Are you supposed to unwrap it or do you put it yeah, in there with the plastic? It. Okay. Plastic. Yeah, right. you can also um, you can also do you can stick them in a toaster. Yeah, that would make it better. That um, man, ugh. yeah, and you can that might make it better. You can put uh, uh, basically put it in your egg mixture for French toast. Mm. Oh yeah, make uncrustable French toast. Mm. That sounds pretty. Um, cool. My kids put peanut butter on like their French toast, their waffles. Yeah. Spoons. They'll just eat now spoons. If, you, if of you're gonna butter. fry it, uh, another another suggestion is dip it, dip them in waffle batter with a bit of vanilla added, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then fry Thicker it. Batter. Um, it has to be deep fried or pan fried because air fryers don't handle wet batter well, um, especially if you like it thick. <laughs> but thick and crispy. Yeah. But you Hot can. That's you where can Mike Price just, was photographed yeah. at the thick and exactly. crispy club. But you Roll can time. you can air fry them without the batter. So that's another option. So there's that a lot of ways you can. That sounds pretty good. You I'd can like level up your uncrustable and then sprinkle some uh, sprinkle some cin- sugar uh, some, uh, powdered sugar on there. Well, I'd put pretty much anything on top. You could put sprinkle sprinkle some sprinkles. This to me sounds like. Uh, I thought for a while that I thought for a second there you're going to tell me that you were going to take two uncrustables and put a pop tart in between them and then eat it. Like oh, that's too sandwich. no, that's too much. Sandwich. Rowdy, you should no, you that, should that's, get a that's that's the bridge we're not yeah. going to cross right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, you should get a booth at the state fair and do deep fried uncrustables. Oh, I Ooh. would be shocked if they don't have them. 
Well, they, they probably do. do now. Everything we no, say, everything we my, say on this it, show happens. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They'll probably start selling them at Pizza King, <laughs> yeah. the False King. Now, you guys can enjoy these Uncrustables. Just don't get them near me. Uh, um, wait. So the Ravens, though, I was looking this. I was, I was wondering what else they had because they consider oh, on their they consider their the Uncrustables a a healthy snack because, um, or at least what? a. A useful snack because yeah, they re- they can 60 calories, something like supply that. energy, replenish carbohydrates, and hold players over through practices and meetings. Oh, you know those linemen um, are so eating in addition like to, ten of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. They can't walk around that complex without food in their yeah. Hand. Right. Yeah. So they have it's not a lab, besides right. the PB and J, they have um, beef jerky sticks. So they go through about 6,200 beef jerky sticks a season, which seems low. Wait, how seems many low. beef jerky sticks a season? 6,200. 6,200. 6, yeah. So uh, they go through 1,800 bags of sunflower seeds. Over 100 a player. That's 100. Over 100 a player. Um, they yeah. don't put regu- they don't put potato chips in their snack wall. Oh man! Um, oh, you gotta be kidding me! They're, that's a miss right there because yep. Baltimore has oh, the those best crab potato chips. Chip. Uts crab chips. Yeah. Yeah. How do you not have Uts crab chips in in the Baltimore Ravens practice facility? That you gotta have that. All right. Uh, They have different bars and energy chews and energy bites. I don't know. I've never. I don't know what these are. I've never. Ha- I don't think I've ever had. Inter- I don't because they're not listing any. <laughs> I don't brand think I've names. ever had energy. It's like what? Yeah. What I've is always this? Been tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm. All, I gotta try these. They have peanut <laughs> yeah. butter, oats, honey, chocolate chips, and whey protein. Tell me about as your throughout the day food. snacks. Yeah. Uh, do they so get, yeah, do they granola bars. I guess. Yeah. Are considered a bar, but yeah, I don't know what chews and energy chews and energy bites are. Do you think they have whey protein shakes like on a machine, like a slushy, like a slushy machine? They should. They actually have red beet juice. Oh yeah, that would oh. be good. And green multivitamin there you juice. Go. Supercharged. Yeah. Because red the beet. red beet juice opens blood yeah. vessels and promotes oxygen delivery through the body in bone broth, uh, which has collagen when made right. Um, okay. Some players take the juices <laughs> as shots, and the team dispenses about 1,200 beet juice shots. Beet juice uh, will mess you up if you get too much of it at once. I remember. Yeah. Never mind. I'm not going to tell that story. But yeah, you don't want to drink a bunch of beet juice. Did you think once. you had colon cancer? <laughs> no, I just. It was uh, it was an emergency situation. It's probably how you live your life <laughs> yeah. every day, but it was new to me. <laughs> Just with the with the lake mindset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, as as everything's watery. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, pickle juice is another one. Oh yeah. Uh, that's another drink. That's they, big. In, that's big in the south. Yeah, pickle juice uh-huh. is good. They, I guess, one specific player in the past used to request um, mustard. To alleviate cramps for their bananas. Yeah, put that on so, a banana. I don't know. Get that pota- yeah, see, because the potassium in a banana, but they had to have the mustard uh-huh. for the banana for their cramps. Yeah, uh-huh. and then they do, they do Gatorade, endurance Gatorade with extra salt. Uh, trail mixes, protein bars. Um, oh, and in the warmer months, they do have smoothies with personalized amounts of protein. 
they have wagons, smoothie wagons, with an assortment of flavors from Dude. chocolate, peanut butter, to pineapple, mango, and strawberry banana. When it's cold, the recovery hot chocolate, which contains protein, is popular, and they occasionally bring out locally produced cider. Dude, this sounds dope. What? Yeah, I should be a professional yeah, athlete. Dude. They sounds like yeah, they, yeah. They have I healthy could eat donuts. like that, I'd be out there going mm-hmm. off. Yeah, yeah. Had I known yeah. that they were gonna eat like yeah. that, I maybe would have tried harder. <laughs> and you, you're telling me they don't have to pay for it? They just give it yeah, to them. Exactly. They just give it to them. Yeah. There's no meal cut meal ticket. <laughs> Flex so points. I, so, uh, when you say that there's a snack wall was there is there a picture did the baltimore banner yeah is it like a bookshelf a of snacks Mm-mm. that's what that's i imagine what I'm, yeah that's what i'm envisioning there's there's a they they have the only picture that they had was like uh i think by their like juice dispensers and then they've got a little uh fridge with the gatorade and stuff in it all right but. i'm looking it up all right what's next I want to. I want to know what this seals. Thing yeah. What is. do we got? Oh well, I just wanted to go over real quick. So you know how the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> is that true? No. The Cowboys? Yeah, they're. Yeah, they're, the Dallas Cowboys football team. They're already there. Oh, yeah. Man. In their mind. And that's partially responsible. Uh, it's, or that's partially thanks to Dak Prescott. Okay who in July organized a three-day retreat um, for the Dallas offense to form tighter ranks around heightened team chemistry before training camp even started. And to do this, they stayed for three days at a, at a three-story home on Lake Oconee in Georgia. Um, Nick Saban probably just, you know, cruised by on He's a on Lake Bur- He's on Lake Burton. Um, Dude, you're That's too true, far yeah. out of the portal. Get out of the portal. <laughs> no, because I was looking up you Nick Saban Lake videos to send to Rowdy, and I forgot to send it. Well, I decided not to send it because it was a Tim Tebow interview, and I just thought, this isn't uh, the right one. Oh. Oh, man. I bet that was hard for you to watch. And then you went straight to Google Street View to see if you could figure out which one. Oh, yeah, I spent like two hours oh, on Google boy. Maps looking for it. No. His no. that I mean he he doesn't own that house anymore, but yeah, that one in Georgia was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this three day retreat, what set this apart is it was led by O2X Human Performance, which is a a group is that, that was founded it? by a trio of ex Navy SEALs, and it's largely staffed with former SEALs, Special Forces, different. Uh, military, former military folks. So O2X stands for optimized to the X, which is in military parlance, it means to always find the most optimal way to hit the target even as it changes. And so this wasn't a physical training camp as much as it was mental. So they said their, their mission was to help the Dallas offense form even tighter ranks around heightened team chemistry, all with the goal to incrementally get 1% better. One percent. So when they entered, these are these are some of the things that they experienced over these three days. So they had uh, 
a five-session curriculum rooted in strategies that special operations units employ to thrive in high-threat situations, including interactive lessons on tactical reset, sacrifice, and goal setting. Um, when they entered their retreat, the one of the leaders of, of from this O2X company just kept re repeating the phrase, February 11th, 2024, February 11th, 2024. That became their, their mantra. Um, they could come up with a better one. I mean, I know that's the Super Bowl day. That's the day of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Were you, were you thinking September instead of February? No, I said, I'm saying they could come up with it. I knew what it was. Oh. I just think they could, could have come up with a better one. Yeah. Well, they, they this spent the one, of the, one of the sessions, <laughs> they, they were in a chandelier-lit ballroom. They divided into two teams. Each team received a poster called a concentration grid, which included every number from <laughs> 0 to 99 in a jumbled fashion. And the two teams had to race. Which group could find every number on the poster in descending order quickest? And could they execute these decisions w w under the pressure of competition? And they also had uh, folks coming around and throwing out wrong numbers. Uh, so that's one of that's one of the challenges. Um, they also each player was assigned a heart rate monitor to, to demonstrate how physiology impacts their decision making. Uh, they learned breathing and mindfulness exercises to aid decision making. Um, so in moments where players have more time, they inhale for five seconds and exhale for seven. When they need a quicker reset, one deep breath can similarly calm their minds and bodies. Um, and they also have begun integrating what O2X calls a three by three, which is saying aloud three things they feel, three things they hear, and three things they see as a means of blocking out internal and external distractions. Um, According to... Wait, time out. How does that work? If they're talking about uh, the things that they're hearing and seeing, aren't they... Exactly. They're aware of all kinds of things. Foot, that, yeah, football. External distractions. Football, big guy over there, another big guy over there. Uh, More big yeah. guys. Okay. That seems like... I don't know how this works in, pra in practice, but... I don't um, know how it works in theory. According to now, <laughs> let me ask you this: Is a wide receiver a wide receiver is part of the offense, right? Yes. Yeah, man. Every day. So this guy was there. Um, yeah. Which guy? This that one. <laughs> so like that it. one. <laughs> so he he. This is what impressed him about uh, Michael Gallup, wide receiver okay. Michael Gallup. Okay. This is what impressed him about this thing. He said, the first thing they said. Literally every single one of them, he's speaking, I guess, about the O2X people. They were like, we want a championship. We want to win. And it's just like, damn, if y'all are thinking that and y'all don't even play and you just got that from one conversation with Dak, I'm on board. I'm on board. Buddy, of wow. course. Like, what is – this is my thing with all – What like, tell us? Tell okay. us. Just just taking taking a step back here. So yeah. they're not doing any, they're uh -huh. not doing any kind of physical training. This is all just mental. I mean, they're literally taking just care of their Navy mentals. SEALs <laughs> turned into motivational speakers. Yeah. Like they got Tony the, Robbins. This, mm -hmm. Yes, this this poster of jumbled numbers. This is not going to help you. The the thing that's going to help them the most is probably just as as an offensive line 
just getting to know each other better. It's it, probably just that time that they spend getting to know each other and trust each other, not any of these brain teasers that former Navy SEALs are giving them. And of course, when you walk in, they're, they're going to say, we want a championship, we want to win, because they're getting paid probably millions of dollars by Dak Prescott to say this. That's the whole, And also, that's what you, the whole goal of you being on a football team is, right? You want a championship, you want to win. This has not changed. This goal has not changed since these football players were probably in elementary school. So what's new about what these guys are hearing? Right. Is it just that they're from, you know, SEAL Team 6? Or, like, what? Like I, yeah. I just don't, I don't get this. I think this is why a lot of people a lot and a lot of football players have been responding to uh, our coach, Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. Because... I've been reading, I read a couple profiles of him this week, and he kind of just, like, cuts out all that crap and basically just says, like, football is a brutal sport, and it's and it's pain, and you're inflicting violence and pain onto someone else. So you just have to practice Yeah. That. You have to practice being the most brutal person out there. Yeah. And then it's like, that's <laughs> and, it. And, and that's be it. stronger. Yeah. Don't don't overthink yeah. it, meathead yeah. kind of thing. And yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, got it. Like, yes, there's a mental aspect to it. But really, it's like, look, you're just asked to run through a <laughs> right. wall over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's gotta, just, and yeah, that's it. like, you have to... <laughs> like I, I, I got to give credit though to these these Navy SEALs. I think it's I I guess I applaud these veterans mm-hmm. in figuring like out ways to just bilk yeah dumb people out of yeah. millions. Yeah. I think that's it's a grift sure. and 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 I I think it's great. Yeah. I, and, and the thing is, like, the, it, like at least with this one, it is just mental because since like 2002, um, over a dozen U.S. national teams for the uh, training for the Olympics go through boot camp style SEAL sessions, uh, and it's like, th- why would you? You're having these people train. The training that Navy SEALs do does not equate to necessarily what you're doing right. in um, speed skating. Right. So maybe you shouldn't be doing these things because you might actually screw something up uh, big time. Mm-hmm. Um, like our buddy uh, Tiger Woods apparently did. Tiger Woods, Mr. Footjoy. Have you heard about his Navy SEAL experience? No. But I do want. I do also want to pile on there, and a, a, I do applaud the Navy SEALs for being able to like market themselves better than any other uh, armed forces group. Yeah, like that's probably the, true. The, yeah, the, when the, you think about it, the, the the way that they've been able to like parlay their name and short time. Most of these guys, their short time that they spent in this training to turn yeah. it into a brand and a lifestyle and and coaching and mentorships and all these things and books and 
Like, well, it's, well here's it's here's all why. Jesse Venture. Here's why it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's well yes, but it's also it's kind of a con because what? by what? by what playing up the it's brand stolen of Navy business Seals, valor. So if you <laughs> if you enlist if you enlist and you and you say I want to I want to join the seals the recruiters are like this is great because this, this guy's in because 95 plus percent of people flunk out of training right and when they do guess what the navy yeah. gets to do they can assign you anywhere and so if you're say say for example um you 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 want to become a scout sniper because you saw Bradley Cooper sniping people, maybe. Uh, I think so, I, No, sir. I, did, I saw Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, people. Jake Gyllenhaal. That's yeah. another uh, one. Billy, and then I saw uh, Barry. Wasn't it Billy Zane? And Barry, yeah. Wasn't he the sniper? So, so and there I saw Barry take... Lyndon, and I did not want to snipe anyone. <laughs> Yeah, Barry Lyndon. I don't think there's any sniping no. in Barry Lyndon. There is there's no a whole sniping. lot in Barry Lyndon, but yeah. no sniping. <laughs> a lot of candles. Yeah. A, lot a, lot of a lot of windows. Many mm-hmm. candelabras. A lot of gilding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, if so, Very if you much. so like if you want to train to be a scout sniper, that's a uh, that is also a very tough role to get in, but. If you fail out of that, you're still probably going to end up in the infantry. So you're going to end up doing something similar. But if you fail out of Navy SEAL training and the Navy just gets to decide what you uh, <laughs> what you want, according to some f- former Navy folks, uh, uh, they said one of the positions, they're like, I always see positions for like, dishwasher at the kitchen on the base in Djibouti or becoming a prison janitor. So that's what your naval career ends up becoming. So the, of course they're just like, yeah, come on. Of course yeah, you could definitely. be a Navy. You, you could totally yeah. be a Navy SEAL. We need more janitors. Oh, all, yeah. I mean, um, look at the connection between the NFL and the military. It's all just a propaganda campaign, a recruiting campaign. Oh, it to- yeah, it yeah. totally is. It totally is. Um, well, so you- and... So you just think that they're, uh, well, not only using it for this, but they, appre- they they actually want people to come in knowing that they're going to fail because, so are it, uh, in some it's respects, a capture. you're telling me that the, well, it's the Navy that SEALs recruiters, are. That recruiters may, may not have your best intentions It's a Ponzi in scheme. The SEALs are a Ponzi yeah. scheme. Yes. It only works as long as you keep getting people to sign up. Yes. Wow. Yes. I love it's it. good branding. It's yeah. great. But and for the ones that make it, then you then you can go into becoming an, a motivational politics, podcasting, and and you could get suckers like Dak Prescott. You can get suckers like. You know, probably like I don't know, IBM engineers or something. Like they uh-huh. all do stuff like, uh, and you know, Hollywood. You could train mm-hmm. in Hollywood, and it's all this, yeah. But you're not, yeah. 
It's it's just funny to me. But the best the, the best Navy SEAL story is Tiger Woods because I guess in 2006, I think Tiger Woods' dad was in the Navy, and so when he was grieving his father's death in 2006, he started visiting Navy SEALs at their private training facilities in San Diego and would spend days with them. And so they would outfit him in tactical gear, weapons. He went through what they call the kill house, which is a combat mm-hmm. simulator where I think it's the one where you have like, you know, people popping up and you have to shoot them or rescue the hostages, that kind of thing. Nobody now, survives. this wasn't a thing that he like, this wasn't a program he signed up for. It, sound, it sounds like he kind of just started showing up. He wasn't paying them any money. What? He's basically Wu, using the resources of the Navy, yeah, uh, including the guns and ammunition, and not paying anything. Uh, some of the some of the Navy SEALs were just like, why is this guy hanging around? Um, they said he only enjoyed doing the easy stuff. They said he, quote, never got wet and sandy. Um, this was according to Ryan Zinke, who was in charge of running the training facility at the time. And then the icing on the cake was, at one point, he went out with like five or six of the SEALs and they went out uh, for, for lunch. And the waitress came and brought the check and the, he said the table went silent. No one said anything, including Tiger Woods, until one of the SEALs said, separate checks, please. And they said, one of the SEALs said, we were all baffled. We're sitting there with Tiger effing Woods, who probably makes more than all of us combined in a day. He's shooting our ammo, taking our time. He's a weird effing guy. <laughs> <laughs> he said, that's just weird. There's some, something's wrong with you. <laughs> and then not only that, after all this just weird Tiger Woods time with the SEALs, there's a pretty good chance that he actually injured himself seriously there. So oh, he, is that where he had the, the knee? Is this where he got the yeah. knee he, So Yes, yeah, so, so the, the official story is that mm, he, like this. he injured his, uh, his right Achilles tendon uh, doing testing, running, testing new Nike shoes. That was his public statement. But according to his former coach, Hank Haney, he said that actually he tore his ACL while training with the Navy SEALs in 2007, doing Oli- uh, Olympic-style lifts. He wasn't lifts. even training with them. He wasn't I even mean, training with them. He was like, he was there. He was playing. Just chilling. Like. And grieving. Yeah, he was hanging out with some dudes. He was, br- he was he hanging was out. it up. He was doing dude stuff. Growing it up, shooting some to, guns, yeah. popping off some to rounds. To be fair. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I've had a similar thought. Like, my office, we're, we're right across the street from one of the newer fire stations in, in Indy. There you go. I already and when like they opened, story. <laughs> Just slow When they opened, dude. I went over there because they had, they had an open house. So I was like, oh, I can take, I can take the kids and... You know, they get to see the fire station and, you know, we go in there. Like, of course, the trucks are cool. They've got a pole. That's cool. They've got the like sleeping pods upstairs. If you can get your own little kind of like air cubby, cubby area to nap. It's this, you know, nice dark room. And then downstairs they have just this massive industrial kitchen and they've got like multiple rows of leather recliners facing just a gigantic 
TV screen. Mm. So you get to hang out with your buds, <laughs> eat good food, uh-huh. relax, watch TV, take a nap if you want to. They had a really nice gym so I could get fit. I could, I could lift. I could have them show me the ropes. I could use uh-huh. the pole. Show me the poles. And, and then I could be like, all right, guys, peace Hunk out. Some horns. Got to go. Oh, I'm not, I'm not putting out any fires. You don't want to ride yeah, with saying, them? Like, you don't want to go for a ride along? I'd ride along. I could ride along. But I'm not climbing any ladders. No way. <laughs> Wait, I, if I'm going to... Well, let me just... He's not getting wet and like, sandy. I do think that... <laughs> I, yeah. I do think this sounds great. I like that pretty much anything, your main goal in any situation is just to hang with your buds. And I appreciate that. (laughs) But I think if I'm going to climb, just as an aside, if I'm going to climb any ladder, the the ladder I'm going to feel most confident climbing is a fireman's ladder. That's true. Firefighter's ladder. Especially one on a ladder truck. Like, those things are solid. They're solid, but you're also climbing into a fire. Well, and sure. that's what I prefer not to do. Well, you wouldn't be. You'd be just hanging out with your buds. Yeah, you you go over there when they got to drain the trucks and like they put the ladder out and just I'd spray the water. Them. I'd wax, help wax the trucks. Yeah. Yeah. Take Post the for the calendar out. if they wanted yeah. me to. There you go. Put put the hoses up in the hose tower to let them dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're just nice guys too. Like nice, uh, you know, we have the nice we have the fit young guys. Just well, we have the well, the not, they're not all young, <laughs> but we're not getting any younger either. Uh huh. Um, when they have the firefighter convention in town, I would say that's top three, top three Indianapolis conventions. Firefighter okay. convention. Name them. Yep. Let's hear it. Uh, firefighter convention. Are these Gen in order? Con. Are these and order? whatever one has all the nuns walking around. Oh, oh, there's a nun. Well, one? I would say the Future nun farmers one. of America. The nun one is tied with yeah. FFA for me. That's what I was surprised. I'm surprised they're FFA both. Didn't crack they're the both. Top three. Those are both mainly for people watching. It's just fun to see nuns in the city, nuns everywhere. It's just a fun sight to see. Same with the same with the FFA kids, and it's like, and it makes me happy for our city. Like I'm, I'm glad they're here having a, you know, having a good time together. Uh huh. Well, especially the FFA folks. Like yeah. they're here looking at the big, the big skyscrapers. Our big skyscraper, our one uh, skyscraper. Trying, trying to look for mm-hmm. Chick Fil A. Yep. And watching the yep. escalators. But the firefighters, they they come in. They got their, they do. They've got uh, competitions. Competitions. They've got cookouts. You think they trade patches? Um, which. Oh, for sure. Uh, oh, like yeah. Pins. yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. That's um, when we saw uh, fire. Well, I saw Fireman Ed. Oh, yeah. The Jets, dude. Yeah. From the Jets. He was here for one of those fire fighters. You know what? This has made me think that it's. I can't think of too many people that wouldn't want to be a firefighter, but not a cop. Like, isn't it funny how, like, firefighters oh, are yeah. way cooler than cops? hundred <laughs> percent. Because any, they just show up to my help kids you. Bring up, <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Any time my kids bring up being like, yeah. oh, police are cool. I'm like, well, what do you think of firefighters? Yeah. Aren't they way, way cooler? cooler? <laughs> like, because yeah. I, I got to say like that, that 
job I had a couple months ago when we were out in Colorado and we were sh we were filming fire yeah, we filmed firefighters and we filmed shooting. police. Yeah, exactly. We were filming. Yeah, <laughs> we film we filmed the firefighters. We shot the cops. Um, Twelve. <laughs> uh, the the police were. I may have talked. I can't remember if I talked about this on here. The police were to a man or a woman not thrilled to be there, not friendly folks, and any interaction we had with them, uh, they also had, I can't remember what they call it, it's like essentially their public relations officer who is mm. there to make sure they don't, they don't yeah. say the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. um, meanwhile, the firefighters were just like, hey, you want us to, uh, you want us to get out the hose? <laughs> well, we, can hook, we can hook it up to that building over there. You get, like, you want us to, I mean, we could get the, you want us to put the ladder up? Just some bros well, let's just do to that. show yeah, let's toys. Just, it'll just, it'll just, yeah, it'll just take a couple minutes. Let's, yeah, fill this, fill this truck up. Let's, let's spray the hose. Let's get it going. Let's get you guys <laughs> some good footage. Hey, you guys want to ride in the truck with us back? Yeah, come on, come on back with us. Okay, they're all great guys. They remembered our names from like all day long. They were referring to us by our by our actual names. The cops wouldn't talk to us. So I mean, that's just one example. Um, it is but wild. Yeah, I just think it's a. It's a different it's, kind of person. It's a, it, yeah, it's a different kind of person. It's a different kind of. I think it's also just a different kind of atmosphere yeah. in. You know, yeah. you're hanging out with your buds. Like we're gonna watch the game later. And we might have to save. We might have to save some lives. Put out a fire. Risk our lives. And you got a big ass but kitchen to make ribs and. Joe's making food. chili. Yeah. Yeah. You need to parlay Rub Club into this firehouse hangout. I would also <laughs> say there's been enough advancements in fire safety and fire uh, remediation, mitigation, fire mitigation, that the fire part of the firefighting has really been downplayed. To the point where most of the time, and this is why a lot of these uh, fire services get cut, most of the time it is just hanging out with your buds at this point. And most of the runs they're on have nothing to do with fire. So then you're just out yeah. cruising with Going to buds. car wrecks and stuff. Except in a, yeah, in a, like yeah. a cool-ass truck. Except <laughs> like, the, the awesome. cancer rates for firefighters are through the roof because of... All the hanging out. The actual fires the that they are putting breathing. out. Stuff well, that they're breathing, stuff that gets on their uniforms stuff and all that. On so there's them that they're putting on. All that like, fireproof yeah. stuff. Suits yeah. Are like asbestos yeah. suits. Yeah. 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 So not good. So not great. Bob. So if you look at it that way, they're actually risking their lives more than some other professions. Yeah. So anyway, Navy SEALs. Scam. I think that pretty much covers it. Also, also, one day on, two days off. So you're just hanging with your buds on your days off, too. Yeah. That's true. I mean, at no point are you not hanging with your buds. That's Yeah. It's so great. salute to firefighters. Salute to these Navy SEALs making a buck yeah. at yeah. Dak Prescott's uh, expense. Oh, uh, kudos, uh, kudos by the to way, them. Roddy, I hate to burst your bubble, but uh, Dallas got destroyed in the first round of the playoffs this year. 
Have yeah. You, have so, you? That's all right. We'll see how they do February eleventh. No, they got some time. It's over. Read. I, they got some. They got. You, you say that, but they've got some time. They, they just got, if they work on yeah. their breathing. Mm-hmm. They, they work on find finding those some numbers, numbers. quicker. <laughs> yeah. Reed, I'm gonna ask you because I don't think Rowdy's seen this, but have you seen that video meme of the guy going? Some people say that Dak Prescott can't take the Cowboys to the Super Bowl, and I'm here to prove them wrong. And he just walks to the math. He's like, the average ticket to a Super Bowl costs $1,000. So you can figure $4,000 per player. Dak Prescott makes $48 million a year. It would only cost him $640,000 to take the entire team to the Super Bowl. So Dak Prescott can take the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. That's pretty good. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I love it. The Cowboys. Oh, I love it. Every year. Every year. Like clockwork. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, real, real quick, just hey, to sign quick. off here. Think about the Navy. It. The Navy spent five hundred thousand uh, dollars for a Gallup study to uh, help figure out the best sports, the best athletes to recruit from. There is a there is a a a lack of new recruits. For Navy SEALs, despite the despite their popularity, um, they haven't met their recruiting goals in the past few years. So they spent five hundred thousand dollars, and they looked at seven sports that could okay. translate well to top Navy SEAL recruits. So the ideal traditional sports for Navy SEALs for these recruiters to go after. Seven. Yeah. What do you think? Seven sports for Navy SEALs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rugby. R- wrestling. Rugby is one. Wrestling is one. Lacrosse. Lacrosse is one. It's like track is and field. Is that us? is that too general? Nah. Too general. Athletics. <laughs> um, yeah, that's too general. Swimming. Yeah, you mean too admiral. Swimming is one. Well, obviously. Crew. Rowing. Rowing, no. Uh, where are we at? Four? Yeah, uh, you've got rugby, lacrosse, swimming, wrestling. So you've got four of the seven. Is there any that are going to surprise us just coming yeah. out of the left field? Okay. Uh, cheerleading? Nope. Soccer. Dang. I thought that was the one. Nope. I'll give you. I'll give you the the last three here. We got uh, boxing, triathlon. That's track and not a field. huge surprise. Okay, yeah, it is. But oh, you just decathlon. you were being generic. That wouldn't yeah. have passed on Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, and then water oh, polo makes sense. Yeah. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Those and guys then are alternative animals. sports for them to recruit from. We have skiing, snowboarding, mountain biking, climbing, uh, rappelling, and/or martial arts. That's for those psyops in the mountains. Uh, uh huh. So you have to be oh, at least five arts, eight. Yeah, that's a good one. You do at least five eight, huh? Yeah, five five eight. At least one hundred sixty two pounds. Uh, you have to be age twenty two to twenty five. Only men, legally. You have to have a, a bachelor's uh, in education. Um, 
or, or bachelor. You have to have a bachelor's, not in education. Some you just hard have to have ass teachers out there. I was like, oh, there. that's interesting. Well, it's probably, <laughs> it's probably um, yeah, it's probably for their future in you know, these sort of yeah, public speaking, teaching engagements. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, and then they said the ideal hobbies for you to have would be hunting, woodworking, uh. or chess. Um, and they say, and and geography plays a role. They say, for geography, it's people who grew up in New England, so Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, the Northern Plains, so North and South Dakota, Minnesota, Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, and Missouri, or the West Coast, California, Washington, Oregon. We just Wonder don't make what the that's cut here, about. I guess. But I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if it's just that that's where you're going to run into more like lacrosse or water yeah. polo or, you know, those types of sports. Or like when you start factoring in like, but you'd think with skiing, snowboarding, all that, you'd also Utah, get Colorado. in like yeah. Colorado and yeah. Well, that's true. Get some Mormons. Mormons I and, probably want to stay away from those guys. Um, so... Anyway, <laughs> they do love guns. They do love their guns. <laughs> God and country, kingdom and state. That's what I have to say. Yeah, it's kingdom a whole and new state. mission. All right. Well, that. Yeah, that's it. We did it. We did sports. As always, I want to thank the Minister of Sound, Mikey, Junior Minister of Sound, Ralphie, Jet Belly Music, the Commissioner, Brandon Casburn, Food Editor, Dennis Chu, the Kentucky Colonel, Sean. And the honorary ball little homer pick here, is. but I got to give a shout out to a defensive back from Alabama, Malachi Moore. Not only coming back for his last year at Alabama, but staying at Alabama. Uh, nice to see that you're, we're going to have a couple guys from the old regime into the new. Uh, Twenty-two. How old is this guy? So, oh. Did he get an extra Maybe. Year? He could have. Oh, okay. I, I just didn't know if this was one of, like, the extra year guys. Uh, sure. Can I can I give uh, a ball boy this week? Let's see if I can pull this up fast enough to get the names. Of course not. Never mind. Forget I said Done. anything. <laughs> uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sports, sports, sportspod at gmail.com. With any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss, and don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, how about some sports? How about it? Yeah.